Welcome to the A Way to Lose podcast. I am your co-host and Lifestyles Weight Management Specialist, Kim McPherson, along with my co-host, Dr. Wes Ward. This podcast is designed to provide insight into creating a lifestyle change proven to help you lose weight. Throughout this podcast, we will also discuss the different topics within the health and weight loss industry, as well as health conditions related to obesity. Not only will this podcast be informative, I promise you it will also be fun. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the A Way to Lose podcast. I am your co-host Kim McPherson along with Dr. Wes Ward. Today we are going to talk about beach season. It is here and we're going to talk to you about how to jump start your weight loss for beach season. Uh, so we are almost to summer. We are, we are steadily moving quicker and quicker to the summer months. Um, and summer seems to always be a very good motivator to help people get started on that healthier lifestyle or lose weight. You know, maybe it's the heat, maybe it's the idea of having to fit into a bathing suit, which usually is something that would bo- it bothers me. Um, but whatever the reason, any time of year is a great time to get started with a healthier lifestyle. But we want to spend some time today talking to you about how to kick start your weight loss program just in time for the beach. That's right. So we're going to start just some simple meal planning tips. And then we're also going to talk about exercise because it seems like anytime you're starting a new, whether it's a weight loss journey or some other journey in life, you know, there's always that moment of how do I get started? What should I do first? And time on the internet, you're going to get completely overwhelmed very quickly. Thinking that to get started with weight loss, I need to go spend 300 nutritional supplements, and then I need to spend $1,200 on exercise equipment, and then all this stuff. No, 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 no. We want to give you some simple tips that you can get started with today to get started on that weight loss journey to get that beach vacation that many of us got cheated out of last year because of COVID that we may get to enjoy this year. We're going to give you, how can I be proactive and get ready for that? So we're going to start with some meal planning tips. And the very first simple meal is eat a variety of foods every day. Uh, And so this includes eating a good variety of fruits and vegetables. And so what I our clients when we're talking about meal planning is try to incorporate at least one fruit or vegetable at every meal. So that might be fruit with breakfast and veggies with lunch and a fruit as a snack and then veggies again with by the time we get to the end of the day I've gotten in and eaten two to three veggies and two to three fruits. You know, I think the the overall nutrition food guideline is for a combination of three to five fruits and veggies. I try to meet that is in terms of incorporating both fruits and veggies into your meal plan. 
and all variety of fruits and veggies. You know, sometimes we tend to just pick our favorites, so the ones we like the most. And granted, I'm not encouraging you to eat veggies you hate, but we tend to kind of just always go to the same ones, but really try to incorporate a variety of fruit and veggies and a variety of colors. Red, green, yellow, orange, you know, things of fruits and veggies that match those colors and find ways to incorporate those into your the point is to eat a variety of each kind, right, of fruit every day, not just the same ones. Also, try to veggies that are in season. That way you're getting the most nutritious ones available uh, for that season. But, you know, because we have transport foods and things, you can almost find any fruit and vegetable most of the year, right? So... Work on just incorporating more fruits and veggies into your diet. So maybe instead of have a cereal bar or something like that for snack in the morning, I'm going to eat an apple or eat an orange and replace that with a The second kind of simple tip here is to simply watch your portion sizes. And this is where a lot of us struggle. It's not that we're always eating foods that are high in fat and sugar all the time. You know, we're not eating McDonald's every meal, okay? But oftentimes we're simply just eating too much of everything, right? And so being really mindful sizes, you know, eating a couple bags of low-calorie snacks, which we tend to think of as, oh, they're healthy because they're low-calorie of the day I've eaten four of them. Well, sometimes if you've done that, even though I'm quote unquote eating healthy, I've consumed as many calories as candy bar. Uh, and so those add up. So again, just watching that portion size. You know, one of my favorite and people often think it's going to be, oh, well, you're going to tell me to measure and weigh out my food. Well, that's a really great idea. Okay because that way if you do measure out your food and you put it on your plate and then say okay this what's on the plate is the healthy portion sizes and that's all I'm not going back for more and I know at the outset that's what I'm doing then it's going to be really easy to portion size but there's actually an easier way to, um, or an easy tip and this is one that I use a lot uh, and it's to take uh, a little moment or two your elderly grandparents eat. And this was one I learned by observation, uh, but I think it's really important and really valuable. Early people, older people tend to eat very slowly. And at the same time, they tend to eat very little. And part of that is the effect. But there's a really great lesson that those of us who are younger can learn from them and learn from that. And that is simply more slowly. What happens is you will tend to feel more full and then you less. So it's a great way, I think, to watch your portion sizes by eating more slowly. So it may be just parents do. Think of how they eat uh, and eat that slowly. 
or set your fork down between every bite or take a sip of between every bite and then pick your fork or spoon back up. Anything, any tip or technique to slow that eating down will you portion size and eat less. Definitely. And I think, you know, I think a lot of reasons why people tend to devour food quickly sometimes, it's not always food addictions and cravings. I think, you know, there was a scarcity mentality for some people that, you know, you weren't sure when your next meal was going to be or what that meal was going to be. And when you got a food in front of you, you didn't know, you know, was it, when was my next meal? And it was that scarce mentality. I've got to eat it fast while it's on my plate. And, you know, some of us were raised on, you don't, you don't leave the table until your plate's clean. And if there was an opportunity to go outside and play or do something fun, you were going to scarf down your food as soon as possible so that you could go do your playtime or if you have friends over or had somewhere to be, whatever. Um, and I think that, that, you know, affected a lot of that. So, but definitely I think that we just, when we're always in a hurry, we're always in a hurry. We got to eat fast. We got to get on to the next thing. So I really think that's an excellent idea to really, you know, lean, look at your, how, your, how grandparents eat, how older people eat because they eat slow and they take their time and you should, and you should enjoy it. That's a great tip. Um, so the next one with that, you know, I want to talk about is to space your meals out evenly throughout the day. Um, you know, and one of the reasons is because I'll be honest with you, if you're, you know, taking skipping meals or you are, there's a lot of time between each meal, you're going to get hangry. And what is that going to do? Um, it's going to make it harder to stick to a plan because you're starving and you start craving things because you're just, your, your body's needing food and it's going to do what it needs to do to get you to eat. Uh, so we turn to hangry and then we fall off the wagon and could potentially eat that wagon uh, because we're not, we're trying to starve ourselves, even if it's for a short period of time. So definitely spacing out your meals evenly throughout the day is a great way to help battle that. And we encourage you to do, you know, three meals a day and then incorporate maybe two to three snacks. Uh, this spreads your calories out through the day. It helps you feel full throughout the day. It'll also help with the cravings because, I mean, you're not going to be hungry and you won't get hangry and you won't have cravings uh, because you're not going to have the cravings to give into because you should be full. So that hunger driving you to a craving situation should not happen. Um, and then, like I said, you know, like I was talking about is, you know, putting too much space between meals or skipping meals. Definitely don't skip, skip meals because, you know, your the mentality is, oh, we're going to cut down on calories. But studies show that uh, you will end up consuming those, that you will, you wind up eating the calories that you cut out anyway. So if you skip a meal, you're going to eat more at the next meal because you're starving. And, th and that's kind of back to that mentality like I was talking about. Uh, so it's definitely important to just follow the tip of eat appropriate number of meals and snacks every day. Uh, besides cutting out a meal often makes you, like I said, it makes you hungry and then you'll overeat the next one and it, you can snowball and you can eventually binge eat. So it's very important to really make sure that you have this, this regimen for your meals each day and that you're incorporating enough meals into your plan. Uh, so the next one Dr. Ward's going to start talking about is we're going to provide some uh, exercise tips for weight loss as well. 
And before I do that, just kind of want to mention, you know, we talked about don't skip meals. Well, you know, we're talking about something other than like and and we've done a podcast on that, you know, so that, that kind of is outside the basket. You know, we're talking about here, maybe I eat breakfast and I skip lunch and then, well, that's not the same as intermittent fasting. And that really is skipping a meal. Um, so it kind of, you know, depends, but if you're used two or three meals and snacks, and then you think, well, I'm going to do nothing else to try to lose weight, but just cut out lunch or something, then you're really going to end up sabotaging yourself. In, the- in terms of exercise, so I was going to give you, we want to give you a couple tips here as far as just getting started with exercise meal program, right? That's the next question is, well, what should I do in terms of exercise? How do I get started? What exercise should I do? And what's best for me? All that kind of thing. Well, if you listen to last week's podcast, then you heard us talk about eight great exercises for weight loss. Not listen to that. Go back and listen to that because you'll get some great ideas in terms of what are some good exercises to get started with in terms of. But the first tip is to define your exercise program. So if you haven't been very active or you're not doing at all, then one, you want to start slowly. So you might just start with five to 10 minutes, four to five days a week and increase your minutes each day that you're exercising. Over time, you're going to add in and build up enough minutes to kind of get to the recommended 50 minutes of exercise a week. Um, But you don't want to start there, especially if you're not doing anything at all in any exercise at all and you decide I'm going to start today, I'm going to go up and I'm going to start running 30 minutes, three days a week, then that's a really great way to hurt. Um, so don't do that. Start slow with five to 10, 15 minutes a day, four to five days a week, and then add to, you know, what is that going to look like? So that's what I mean by saying define that exercise program. How many minutes am I going to do and how many days a week? Um, you know, and here's the thing I get as far as maybe a little kickback on that is folks will bring up to me, well, you know, I'm supposed to be doing X number of minutes a week, you know, and this is what they recommend. Well, that's true. But if you're doing zero, doing 50 minutes a week, then you're doing 50 times the amount of exercise you were doing before closer to your goal. And so sometimes I think that when we're talking about starting an exercise program, you know, we think, well, if I don't start out at what's recommended doing enough, well, that's not true. Because if you were doing zero before and you go to doing 30 minutes, three days a week, then you're doing 90 times that before. Another good thing to incorporate into that exercise is some flexibility and balance exercise this in our last podcast the on exercise. So maybe incorporating some yoga or Pilates or even Tai Chi has benefits for not only exercise, but for mindfulness and food control and things of that nature. But whatever activity you choose, aim for two to three days a week, at least to get started. And that 10 to 
um, and then build on that as you go. And that will help you uh, get started. It'll help you prevent, but it will also at the same time be increasing your overall fitness and incorporating stretching will help increase your range of motion, strength, and balance. So just make sure that, you know, you spend a few minutes deciding, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this in how many days? Absolutely. So also in that, you've got to choose the exercise, choose an exercise. Just about anything that gets you moving is good. So choose exercises or activities that you enjoy and that you are able to do. This way you will stick to it. You may want to exercise with a friend or a family member to keep you motivated. And also that creates accountability between you both. Um, but always remember, we want you to talk to your healthcare provider before starting any new exercise program or changing an existing one. If you have a job where you sit at a desk all day, um, you definitely need to get up and move around every 30 minutes or so. Also, I love this one. This is one of my favorite tips. Make exercise an appointment. Um, you may not think you have 30 minutes a day for exercise. We'll try to break it up into two 15-minute sessions. For example, you might take a 10-minute walk after every meal, or you might walk on a treadmill for 15 minutes in the morning and again in the evening for 15 minutes. Whatever you do, make sure you guard your exercise time and make it a priority and an appointment. That way you'll stick to it. Uh, you know, we make appointments to go to the doctor. We make appointments to get our hair done. Uh, so we make appointments for self-care, such as getting massages, things like that. You need to make exercise part of your self-care routine and schedule it just as you would any other appointment. In order to stay motivated, try to instantly incentivize your exercise. Tie that exercise to something you enjoy. Only watch your favorite TV shows or series while walking on the treadmill. Only listen to your favorite artist or podcast while exercising. By tying your favorite TV show or podcast to an exercise, it will motivate you to get on that treadmill so you can watch your favorite show. And my husband is such a, such a big fan of this. Um, he walks on the treadmill. He does several miles um, almost every day. And um, sometimes he listens to music. But his big thing while he's walking is to get on Netflix or something and watch a show or a movie. Um, because it distracts him and it helps him get through the four miles he may walk that day. Um, and it goes by very fast. Uh, so it's a very great way to get that exercise in um, and uh, not feel like it's such a chore. One of the things I do, if I work out, um, I reward myself with a hot bath. Uh, that Number one, it benefits me. It helps soothe my muscles. Um, and it, it helps, it helps me feel better, but I enjoy that. I don't take a hot bath unless I'm working out that day. So I definitely, when there's days I really, really want a hot bath, if I'm, if it's just cold outside or whatever, I'm going to try to incentivize that workout so that I can get that workout done so that I get my bath. That's right. So just finding ways to tie, you know, something you enjoy to that exercise I watch, you know, my Netflix series when I'm on the treadmill makes it a whole lot easier to do that exercise, right? So another, finding other ways to be active, right? So there are lots of ways we can get steps in and get a little activity just throughout, out, you know, saying, okay, I, you know, have to set aside 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Well, no, you might break it up and do two 15-minute sessions. 
increase your activity throughout the day. Um, by doing that, you benefit your overall and give you some examples of things you can do to just increase your activity so that you do get in a few extra steps, right? So at work, park the farthest away from the building as possible. Um, you know, I remember I had a gentleman I was working with for planning and he was a truck driver and it was really hard for him in terms of meal planning and exercise, but he was a super 10 months, he lost 90 pounds. And one of the things he did was when he would park his truck at a rest stop to go into like a convenience store uh, or a truck stop, he would park the farthest away that he could. And I remember he told me that out in your Oregon, those states, sometimes the truck stops are huge and the parking lot might be a mile long. And so he would park to walk a mile into the building, get food, get a shower, whatever, and then walk a mile back. And so just by parking farther away, able to get two miles of walking in. Uh, and I thought that was awesome. But park the farthest away at Walmart. When you go to the store or, or the wherever, park farther away so that you have to walk that distance instead of getting a parking spot up close. You know, in a building that has several flights and maybe you work on the third floor, right? Then take the stairs. Don't take the elevator. Uh, that's a great way to get exercise. I travel some and have to stay in hotels for some work engagements regularly. And I always take the stairs and maybe I'm just not as in good a shape, but if I'm on the third floor, by the time I get to the third floor, I feel like three flights of stairs. Um, so that's good. Take, take the stairs, you know, every time, uh, or, you know, during lunch and then, you know, walk around the building a couple of times or do some chair exercises, just anything to add a little increased activity. So those are for work. You can also do these things at home, right? So maybe in the evening after your dinner meal, you know, if there's a walking track or something, Walk a couple laps, just even if it's leisurely, it's just a little more activity. Plant a garden in the spring and summer and work that garden and weed. That is great calorie burning activity. Uh, just cleaning the house keeps uh, your, right? But it also helps you burn some calories. So, um, and then going up and down stairs. So if you have stairs in your home, to condense our trips and say, okay, I'm not going to take everything in a big load and, and try to climb up the stairs. I don't have to go upstairs again. No, don't do that. Three items. If you have 12 items, take three and go upstairs, come back to get the next three. Just anything to add a little activity. Uh, the other thing is get up, you know, commercials on TV. If you are watching live television, get them, walk around, uh, get moving some of those as far as when you're being out, maybe parking farthest away. Um, also, if you're doing, say you do uh, drive for work and have to commute or have to drive hours uh, for work engagements, you know, make sure you're 
walking around the car four or five times, get a little activity. One, it's good for the circulation and uh, reduces your risk of uh, lower extremity blood clots, but also good to get you moving. So the thing that we talk about all the time, and we mentioned at the outset of our podcast today, is that when it comes to most important thing is to get moving, to get started, and to stick with it. And that's where finding something that you enjoy will really help. Overall, it's important to be consistent, right? Consistency is one of the keys to keep you moving forward so that you achieve your as a critical, crucial part of your meal plan and your exercise program. So being consistent so important. And so that's why choosing an exercise you enjoy and incentivizing that exercise is so important is because we want you to be consistent. So hopefully in terms of meal planning and exercise today, we've given you some tips of how do I get started? Because people who come to us at a way to lose, that's the most common question they have is how do I get started? What do I need to do? Uh, And so we've given you some of those tips. But more than that, we have lots of options for you here at A Way to Lose in terms of getting started with your weight loss journey. Group coaching that meets every week. You get to meet with Kim and myself, but you also meet with other people just like you struggling who need to lose weight. And there's that built-in camaraderie and accountability because you're part of a group larger than or you and Kim, there are other people who all understand who are all working towards the same goals. So it's a great way in turn weight to have that built-in accountability and that built-in camaraderie. But we also offer one-on-one coaching. So you might say, you know what, I want that individualized, tailored time with Dr. Ward and Kim. And I really want to soak in their expertise. Individual coaching might be a you as well. So please reach out to us. Um, I want to encourage you to reach out to us through our website at www.tolose.net. There is a contact form, fill it out, and then that way we can uh, get your information and schedule a call with what program do we offer that is the best fit for you. And talking about kickstarting your your as we might call it this year, I want to give you a free gift. And that is our weight loss success guide. And it will really help kickstart your weight. And it is available free to you on our website. Just go to www.awaytolose.net. There's a little button in homepage. Click on that button and it'll take you to download your very own free God. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope this information gives you valuable, valuable insight to help you along your weight loss journey. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope that you gained valuable insight that will help you along your journey. To learn more about our weight loss program and to schedule a free consultation, please check out our website at awaytolose.net. 
That is A-W-E-I-G-H-T-O-L-O-S-E dot net. And don't forget, you also download your free weight loss success guide today.